0: If you dare.
5: This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Back here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. I am Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds. We'll be back alongside me in just a moment. But we just had a dramatic turn of events in Dallas where it looked like the Cowboys were about to get points. Let's go back out to Tank Williams. And Tank, what are my Cowboys doing?
2: First off, let me say that I don't have a pony in this race. Just let me say that beforehand. Second off, thoughts and prayers, dog. Like, I don't understand <laughs> how the Cowboys can have over 100 yards rushing in the first quarter, yet it's 3-0. Like, they're down in the red zone. At the goal line, somehow Zach, Zach misses the snap. They foaming the ball, and now the G-men scoop it up. Like, I have no idea what your boys are doing. Like, I've heard of playing <laughs> down to your competition, but I don't even know what to call this, dog. This is something unbelievable. Like, my jaw dropped. I'm not even a Cowboys fan.
3: Right. Tank, I'm with you there. Look, it's just ridiculous. But very quickly, Tank, uh, sadly for the G-men, I just saw the picture of Saquon Barkley mm. being carted out of Jarrah World. there. That didn't look good. I know you and I don't play doctors, but you've played the game. You know what the, what it looks like. That didn't look good for Saquon in that lower leg.
2: Yeah, I mean, his ankle didn't look good. I mean, it was blown up like a softball. And like you said, like, we don't know what's going on. But I would say this, like, when you have someone that's coming off a serious knee injury, the last thing you're going to let them do is play with another ailment that may kind of trigger a re-injury to that main event that happened a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I would say that regardless of how injured that ankle is, The giants are going to be extra careful with him because no matter what they do they want to put him back out there with a ginger ankle and that leads to another you know tweak of that knee or something like that so they're going to play it safe we're not we're not going to play doctor right now but the way that look we may not see saquon for a while but i just hope that he can get healthy quickly because we want to see saquon out there balling out even even the dallas cowboy fans want to see him balling out they just don't want him to do it versus their team and Absolutely. they just wanted to lead to a Giants victory.
5: Tank's instinct is right, though. Saquon Barkley officially ruled out for the rest of the game. This from the Giants official Ooh. Twitter account. I think that's a pretty good source. So, you know, the poor guy just can't stake. No. I mean, he just can't catch a break. And, look, they got him back, and he helped win them that game against New Orleans. 0-3 back against the wall. That big screen pass that the house called it. But, not going to be available today. So right now, Cowboys end of the first quarter. Cowboys minus or leading three nothing minus nine and a half, forty three and a half on your total.
3: Again, Dr. Trell Julian, he's a chief uh, a chief of orthopedic surgery at Kaiser Permanente Mid Atlantic. Will join us uh, before this day is through. A lot of key injuries in the NFL, but the Saquon Barkley one right now. Looks like the worst. And also, just a programming update. We're going to have two time Pro Bowl linebacker Lorenzo Alexander join the program to give us a preview of his former team, the Buffalo Bills, against the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit later on. But right now, let's go back out to Eric Edholm and Eric watching the Bears and the Raiders. And even though it was only 3 0, the, the Raiders had that touchdown called back. They had a up for three, a bunch of roughing penalties, and they go for it on fourth and, and one. It just feels like the momentum has shifted to the visitors.
4: Sure has. Yeah, Josh Jacobs scoring the first touchdown, having it pulled off, and then him uh, getting uh, called short, no gain. Khalil Mack helped make the play on fourth and one at the Bears' 27-yard line. So uh, Vegas was very much in scoring range right there. We're coming up at about the 10-minute mark, still 7-3 to Bears. But you're right, it looked like the Raiders got off to a hot start. Bears have now kind of stolen some of that momentum. Let's see what Justin Fields can do after his first TD pass in the NFL to none other than Jesper Horstead.
3: Very quickly, Eric, because, look, obviously living out here in Las Vegas now, and I've actually watched John Gruden since his uh, return here in his second stint as a head coach. What are you making, uh, like, I don't think they're good enough, Eric, to be this undisciplined that we've seen early on, because that to me just says you're just, you're, you're giving the other team way too many opportunities that they haven't earned. What are you seeing so far from this Raider team to be in this four-point hole?
4: Yeah, six penalties so far for forty-eight yards. The four, you know the touchdown call back on one of them. You know, obviously the fourth down failure as well. You know, it, it looks sloppy. I, I, look, I don't know if there's any effect whatsoever. We had the story on Friday right. with Gruden and the email from two thousand eleven. You know, are the players focused? Were they stewing about that all weekend? Is there some sort of other issue related to that? I mean. We don't know. We haven't spoken to the players. We haven't really heard from them. So it's possible that some of their focus has been lost in this game after you know they had come out looking pretty strong early on.
3: Eric, it's a great point. And it's one of the reasons why I backed Tennessee today against the Jaguars. And again, we don't really know the tone and tenor of those locker rooms, how the players handle the outside noise that we hear. But that is one of the reasons why I was playing against Jacksonville today. And i got to be honest with you. When you watch the Raiders, I liked them before that story about John Gruden came out, and then after it came out, I thought, I don't know how much I like this football team this week because players read, too, and they watch media reports, too, and we're all human, and sometimes those things can even subliminally have an effect on your football team. And right now, the Raiders are not a very disciplined-looking football team. Well, and
5: then they got, you know, I mean, they got back in the game in the second half a little bit, but they got pretty much dominated, I thought, on Monday Night Football. And it was a home game, really, for the Raiders, you know, even though the Chargers were in their own stadium. But it was more Raider fans there, and it was just an uninspired effort. The pass protection wasn't there. Right. The, the pass rush that had been there the things that were there the first three weeks were not there because all of a sudden you get to be three and zero, and it's like everybody's telling you how good you mm. are everybody's in love with you and then all of a sudden you get that you know that one bad performance and it can snowball and so far Raiders by the way uh down seven to three Raiders minus two and a half minus a dollar twenty forty one and a half on the in-game total
3: uh very interesting that we're in the second quarter here, about 14 minutes to go before halftime in Arizona. Yes, it's 7 nothing Arizona, but it feels like San Francisco's starting to find their footing a little bit. Trey Lance and company now have a first down inside Arizona territory here. So to me, Kyle Shanahan, what are you going to do to get your young quarterback uh, comfortable in this one? So let's go back out to Adam Burke. Uh, who is watching this game between the Niners and the Cardinals. And Adam, are you seeing that? Is Kyle starting to get his rookie quarterback more comfortable under center?
7: Yeah, definitely. They've been mixing run and pass really well here on this drive. And Trey Lance has been moving around, extending plays, throwing on the run, had a real nice back shoulder throw a second ago to Brandon Ayuk for a first down on a really key third down completion for them. If nothing else, they've flipped the field here and they've put themselves into scoring position because this drive started at their own six-yard line. Uh, The Cardinals special teams did a phenomenal job, really buried Trey Lance down there inside his own 10, and it took him about four plays to get out towards midfield, so Trey Lance kind of gaining confidence with each throw here, and they're starting to let him kind of do his thing, a little bit of improv out there as well, so I think Kyle Shanahan has gotten the kid to settle down a little bit, and I think now he's really starting to open the playbook up to the point where it fits a guy like Lance's skill set to be able to play on the run and keep that Cardinals defense moving around.
5: 49ers averaging about 6.6 yards of play. We know they, Arizona got that big Moore play, but only 6.5 yards of play, despite the fact that they got that big chunk uh, near touchdown from Moore. But... To Adam's point, they are kind of opening it up a little bit for Trey Lance. And with the rookie quarterback on the road, 6.6 yards of play is not bad. No. So uh, we'll see. Second and three now just getting inside the red zone are the San Francisco 49ers. Arizona minus 7.5 plus a buck 05, half the total at BetMGM. And now we are going to have first and goal for the red and gold.
3: Okay, so, you know, it's interesting because you look at sometimes comps, right? And you go, well, who does Trey Lance remind you of? To me, he reminds me of Cam Newton. If you remember when Cam came in out of Auburn, at Carolina, kind of that Superman, big-style quarterback that can run, mm-hmm. and when he progresses with his arm, because he's, look, he didn't start a whole lot in college either, so now all of a sudden you get to this level, this is all new. But the, the the physicality he does bring to the quarterback position does remind me a little bit of Cam Newton. When I watch a guy like Justin Fields for the Bears, that's not what I see. Right. I don't see Cam Newton. I see a guy that's a little bit smaller that's going to be able to extend with his arm because Justin Fields has got a big arm. We know that. So different styles of rookie quarterbacks that we're seeing, but it's incumbent upon these head coaches mm-hmm. to make them comfortable because right now it looks like they're going to have the keys to the car for a long time.
5: Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, looked like uh, Lance got away with one. I think that was a forward pass, uh, but Samuel dropped Ooh. it and then recovered it. Obviously, they don't blow these plays dead now no. in the NFL. They wait to go ahead and review because they have that system. So, looks like that's going to be incomplete second goal. Uh, one quick note I do want to make. I know we're going to have Dr. Julian on later in the show, as you teased earlier. This from Paul Daner on Twitter, who is the Cincinnati Bengals reporter for Uh-oh. The Athletic. Joe Burrow being taken to a local hospital, just a prelim evaluation for what is being termed as a throat contusion.
3: A throat contusion.
5: I don't know what that is, but that doesn't sound very comfortable. It sounds
3: like something Steven Seagal would give you in one of those old 80s movies.
5: It sounds like me after we've done seven hours of this Ow! show. I've got some something down there. I don't know if it's a contusion, but it's something.
3: Third and goal for the Niners right now as they try to get on the board trailing 7 nothing. It'll be interesting. I'm assuming... If they don't get this from about the one-yard line, knowing Kyle Shanahan, I would assume he would go for this. So it feels like two-down territory here for San Francisco. Cowboys at midfield. They lead 3 nothing over the Giants, but a slow start offensively. And right as I say that, C.D. Lamb takes it to the house. A house call from Dak Prescott. So a third and eight turns into about a 50-plus-yard yeah. touchdown throw from four to 88. We'll see uh, P.A.T. Penny, but 9 nothing right now. Trey Lance... It's going to be incomplete fourth and goal. So, again, if you're Kyle, I'm assuming they're going to go for this. What do you make?
5: I think uh, from the five-yard line, I think they're going to send the, oh, at uh, the, five. the kicker on. Now, keep in mind, Robbie Gould... Not kicking, of course. We we saw that come to fruition last week yes. with that punter, Wisnowski missing extra points and, and missing field goals. So uh, we will keep an eye on that and see uh, what they're going to do with the kicking game, really. That's going to be a story probably all afternoon for the 49ers. Absolutely.
3: See if they kick it or if they're going to go for this. The Cowboys lining up for their extra point to try to make this a 10 nothing lead and the kick and, is good and they are going to
5: go for and it and here San Francisco cuz it is from the 2 yard right, line right that's
3: a little bit closer there so at the 2 they're going to go for Trey Lance under center here very quickly you're going to roll out give you a little play by play Trey Lance trying to get it to the corner and it looks Ooh. like he is stopped that's, at the goal. That's line. a collision. What a stand by the corner. It's Cardinals. not a contact
5: sport, it's a collision sport. And that absolutely was the app for that play. And
3: this is why you gotta stick with us right here on the green zone on VCN, and the Sports Betting Network.
0: if you dare.
3: season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here inside the Green Zone, I am Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And right now, Wes, we've got scoring updates to get to, including one in Big D. I know they fumbled one away, Tank Williams, but it looks like the Cowboys have righted the ship.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've been running the ball effectively. It looked like they were going to squander another drive in this third and eight. And Kellen Moore decides to put his dude, CD Lamb, backside of a three-by-one against Bradbury, the Giants' best corner. Man, one one hey, his dog wins. Runs a fade route, beats him <laughs> to the end zone. Big play by Dak and the Cowboys. They go up 10-0. And so now the Giants are a little bit of an, uh, a pickle right now because no Saquon Barkley. Uh, my man Jason Garrett is like trying to, you know, pick some plays out of his bag. And I mean, he's calling some bad news bears type plays, like <laughs> little backwards passes that aren't working. I mean, it looked like he's already kind of grasping for straws. Like I thought that the Giants may be able to put up a fight if Saquon was going to be clicking on all cylinders. Daniel Jones will have some time to throw, but it looked like the Dallas Cowboys are trying to prove that they're not only the best team in the NFC East, but the best team in the NFC. It's looking kind of bad for these Jimmy on all on.
3: I gotta tell you though, Tank, Danny Dimes just made a play, getting hit by about three different Cowboys, and somehow just throws it up there, and the Giants go get it. So they've got a a first and ten now at the cow inside the Cowboy forty. So we'll get back to Tank Williams, he of House Targaryen later on in this program
5: he was talking about that trick play which really didn't work it was incomplete and then recovered it uh it looked like the giants literally ran the annexation of puerto rico if you remember that movie (laughs) little giants with uh, rick moranis and ed o'neill that's literally what they ran and then danny dimes of course with a nice dime down the sideline to Kadarius tony By the way, that's Daniel Jones' first completion of the game, now one of eight for 38 yards. Current in-game price, Dallas minus 12.5, 49.5 on the total.
3: You know, we did a little play-by-play going to break because we thought we were going to have points out there in the desert in Arizona with the Niners knocking on the door, but Adam Burke, they were turned away. What did you make of the call on fourth down, and what did you make of the play?
7: Yeah, I certainly don't mind giving Trey Lance options there. He just wasn't able to get into the end zone. Great play by Isaiah Simmons at the goal line, and Lance was checked out in the tent right after that play. Seems like he's okay, but obviously a situation to monitor as the 49ers go forward. And San Francisco had a chance to continue to have good field position. They had a third and seven, but Kyler Murray hooks up with DeAndre Hopkins. There was a PI flag thrown on the play anyway, so the Cardinals got out of the shadow of their own goalposts and now are moving out towards midfield here. So the 49ers, very big swing for them. They don't get the touchdown, and they're not able to pin Arizona deep and force a punt. So you know a pretty bad last five minutes here for the 49ers as well as 49ers betters.
3: Adam, very quickly to that end, I I made the point that it feels like the comparison here, the comp would be for Trey Lance, Cam Newton coming out of Auburn, right? Are are you seeing Kyle use him, Kyle Shanahan here, in, in a similar fashion? Because, again, to your point, That fourth down play, he's got to take on not one, not two, but three guys to try to get to the end zone. He couldn't do it.
7: Yeah, you know, I think the one thing here is that we're seeing Trey Lance run to the outsides a lot. He hasn't really ran between the tackles too much. That was something that kind of happened a little bit on the first drive and happened on their first uh, fourth down failed attempt. So now they're kind of using the outsides with him a little bit more, trying to utilize that speed, also try to get those linebackers moving to open up some throws. So as you said, you know, he's got that physicality element of a Cam Newton-type guy. But so far here, it looks like Shanahan's trying to use his speed to the edges more than anything.
3: All right, Great update from Adam. Uh, the Giants did get some points here after that big bomb. Yeah. They set up for three, a 51-yard field goal by Graham Gano. So 10-3 Cowboys with about 10 minutes to go in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, he
5: had missed a 54-yarder earlier where he really was Graham Gano, but now Graham yes with the first three <laughs> points. So 10-3, 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. Dallas minus 11 a half on the total.
3: And I think we have a lead change out in so far. David Gascon might have have the game of the afternoon here so far. David, did the Brownies just take the lead?
8: They did. Kevin Stefanski, he was uh, wanting the clock down because it's less than a minute to play in the first half. Uh, called the timeout, it was fourth down and one to go from the three-yard line. He elected to go for it, obviously, and the ball off to Kareem Hunt. He pounded his way into the end zone, so now pending a PAT, 16-13, Browns out right in front. Eye-popping stat in this first half for the road team is Cleveland is averaging eight yards a play so far in this contest. That's an eye-popping stat just because you look at what they're doing on the road. It's been predominantly on the ground. Good balance from Baker Mayfield, who's been relatively clean in the pocket. He's only been sacked one time. And on the other side, I know you guys saw a fight yesterday, but uh, Justin (laughs) Herbert, he's delivering the haymakers. Browns are just going for the bodies. So this is a great matchup as we're near the end of the first half.
3: But very quickly, I just want to say, because when you come up, David, there's something called a Chiron for the people at home, so we know who you are. Oh, yeah. Does that say beep or beer? It is beer. I just wanted to make well, sure. I want
8: to say beer. It, I
3: it, it just wanted beer. to make sure, because it is a good-looking shirt, and you I just know, want to make sure it wasn't runner? beep. What's wrong with That's you? That's what I didn't know. I didn't know if it was beep for the roadrunner versus hmm. beer. That's what we want right now, but we can't have one for a couple more Listen,
8: hours. Listen, well, we could get you some beer, and we can get you some Cooper Rush in that Dallas uh, New York Giants game. How about that? I like Dak out, Cooper Rush in.
5: I
3: like it like if, if we'll, Cooper Rush let's is only, your
8: mind a little bit,
5: Dave. If
3: he's only taking kneel downs, that's when I like to see Cooper Rush in the game. But Dave doing a great job. Browns back on top.
5: Yeah, David mentioned seven point five yards a play for the Browns, but eight for the Chargers. 8.0. by the way. Seventeen thirteen now. Browns minus two and a half, fifty five and a half on the in game total. Browns minus a dollar fifty money line. Lightning bolts plus one
3: twenty. And we might have just seen the shift, and we talked to Adam moments ago about the Cardinals not being the Niners not able to pin the Cardinals deep in their own end after going for it and coming up literally maybe an inch short of the goal line here. And now Arizona embarking on a potential ninety nine yard touchdown drive. So we'll see because they've got a first down and 10 deep inside San Francisco territory. These are the type of momentum yeah. shifts in a game for when you're a big underdog like the Niners are, when you get zip, if you give up points on that ensuing drive, mm-hmm. it could be an early backbreaker. Yeah,
5: Kyler Murray just hit Rondale Moore, 33 yards, he absolutely tiptoed, uh, got both feet in, kind of like Marvin Harrison where you, oh. when you used to go limp on the sidelines, yeah. and he would always get both feet inbound, so... Rondale Moore, already Ari having a huge day. Kyler Murray, absolutely in really good form. 7-8, 103, rightful MVP candidate, certainly not doing anything to cast dispersions on that.
3: No, and right now the Bears are taking control in the desert, and I right out here in Las Vegas. And let's go back out to Eric Edholm for the latest, because it looks like, like the Bears have a two-score lead, Eric.
4: Yep, first play after the two-minute warning in the second quarter right before halftime. Damian Williams rumbles in. It really has been the run game all game long for the Bears. Now 14-3 after the Raiders have taken a 3 nothing lead. It's been all Chicago since then. It's really been the run game, not just Williams. Khalil Herbert, not uh, no relation to Justin, has been very good. The rookie running back out of Virginia Tech had six carries for 36 yards. Williams now adds a touchdown on his 11 carries, 51 yards. So. David Montgomery out injured. The two guys behind him have stepped up. Solid day so far from Justin Fields. And so, very curious to see what, uh, you know, Fields has been a little banged up in this one. He had to come out for a play. Andy Dalton uh, came in for one snap. But so far, the Bears are in cruise control. Raiders getting the ball back right before halftime.
3: It is a physical contest right now. And the Bears are like, oh, you want to play physical? You, mm-hmm. you want to play Raider football and have personal foul? Great. We'll play that way because the Bears can, they'll, they'll, They'll pound you defensively. We know they have a very good defense. Maybe their offensive line right now isn't holding up the best. But so far in this game, it certainly is as they have that 13-3 to lead Whoa. here. And I believe, I don't know if they've gone for the PAT yet, but uh, we'll keep an eye. But again, PATs today, nothing has been a certainty.
5: Yeah, and and look, uh, we know that David Montgomery went to the IR last week. So he is out with the knee injury, the running back but Damian Williams filling in and really doing so very well. The Bears are running the ball great. 19 carries, 90 yards now. A couple of that fields has a couple of carries, but not only Damian Williams but Khalil Herbert, 6 carries for 36 yards. So Raiders have not been able to do anything. I mean, they've they've sacked Fields once, but the defense all they're doing is giving up penalties. They're not getting pass rush. Yeah. And they're allowing him to run it right down the throat. And right now you have a 14 to 3 lead Ooh. for the Bears. Bears minus 4.5, 43 and a half on the end game.
3: Well, I gotta be honest, I made a friendly wager with our director, Jeremy Wingle. Friday night, we were out having a couple cocktails talking about this game. I I just said, Well, the Raiders gonna win, they got a better quarterback, Derek Carr. He said, No, I'll take you straight up. Took the Bears. Right now he was looking pretty darn good. Fourteen to three, the Bears. We'll see if it lasts. If you remember a couple weeks ago when the Raiders were down 14-0 to Miami, I said, go play the live right now. Not only are they going to win, they could potentially cover. They won by three. They didn't cover that three and a half that day. I don't have that feeling watching the Raiders today. I don't know if it was all the stuff off the field this Mm -hmm. week or not. Not a lot of good mojo right now around this Raider team. Let's see what happens here right before halftime. Two minutes to go, and the Raiders trailing by 11. Cowboys fourth and one here. Let's see what Mike McCarthy does if he decides to punt, and let's see if the Chargers try to get more points before the half is over. Lorenzo Alexander going to join us with a preview of the Sunday night game. Stick with us; it is the Green Zone right here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. The Green Zone on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, and we're watching the Giants go right down the field right now as they are down seven to the Cowboys. They have a first and 10 at about the 35-yard line, and right now the Cardinals up 10-0 on the Niners, and for more on that game, let's go back out to Adam Burke with the Niners and the Cardinals, and Adam, feels like it was a disaster avoided there by the Niners. They give up a touchdown in a 99-yard drive after being turned away at the goal line. It could have been lights out. Can you can you salvage a little dignity by only giving up three there?
7: It's a possibility. I mean, as we said, they certainly missed out on the best case scenario of pinning Arizona deep, but at least they missed out on the worst case scenario of the Cardinals going 99, basically 99 and a half yards for a touchdown. They settle for the chip shot field goal from 21 yards. And apparently 21 yarders are good today, even though kickers are missing all over the place. 21, a nice little chip shot there. The one thing I will say Underbetter's obviously looking great in this game with the 10-0 score. A lot of sharp money came in on the under for this one throughout the week. But this is a game where we have over 300 yards of offense already. Mm -hmm. As Wes mentioned, both teams ripping off over six yards per play. We've had long drives that have either ended in field goals or ended in zero points. So maybe kind of look for a second-half over opportunity here or possibly a live over as both offenses are moving the football. And also, it looks like San Francisco is having a ton of issues defending the speed of Arizona at the wideout. A lot of holding, a lot of clutching and grabbing. We'll see if that gets called pretty tightly in the second half to Arizona's benefit.
5: Yeah, Very and right now it's going to be a third and long for the Niners to Adam's point. 37.5 is the current in-game total. 49ers Oof. drop a first down over the middle. Oof. That was... Uh, trying to identify the player. It was Mo yeah. who couldn't come up with that. This so, is now, so now San Francisco's got a punt. Arizona minus 13.5, 37.5 on the total.
3: Okay, let's go back out to Tank Williams right now. And Tank, I said earlier, I just got the feeling that I could guarantee that the Giants would come down and get the game-tying score. And I said that about three minutes ago. Am I going to be proven correct?
2: I mean, it looks like it, but I don't know what you saw because I really didn't see it. Like... The Dallas Cowboys have been able to move the ball at will. Like they only have 10 points to show for, it, but they've been running the ball effectively. It seems like whenever they need to get the ball into the end zone that they'll be able to like win that when they're in crunch time. The Giants on the other time, on the other hand, it just seems so difficult for them. But on this drive, they were able to move the ball effectively. Devontae Booker's is filling in well for Saquon, running the ball, you know, between the tackles. Big catch by Evan Ingram, big catch by Tony. So now they're right there on the goal line ready to punch it in and try to tie this game against Dallas. So I don't know. Maybe you got your Miss Cleo going on because I definitely didn't see this drop.
3: Well, Tank, it's just from a long-suffering Cowboy fan that when they dominate the game, (laughs) as you've been observing, right, they normally figure out a way to let the other team back in. That's the vibe I'm getting in that one. Kind of like we sensed with the Raiders earlier, they could have really taken control of that game against the Bears, and that game's completely flipped. Let's see if the Giants can punch it in, but it looks like they had a false start. So it'll be a first-and-goal for the G-Men at about the 8 as they take a timeout here with about 4 minutes and 12 seconds to go in the first Cowboys
5: minus 6.5 in play, 50.5 on the current total. So it looks like they're accounting for the fact that maybe the Big Blue is going to get something on the board here.
3: Okay, let's go right now out to Eric Edholm, I believe, watching the Bears and the Raiders. Have we reached the half yet, E? What's going on there?
4: We have indeed. The Bears were driving. They were on the Raiders' side of the field, but Justin Fields was sacked for the second time by Yannick Ngakwe. Today he's been hit five times total, and the Bears, the clock ran out, and so the Bears were not able to get any points on the board there. It would have been, you know, over 60 yard attempts. They were trying to complete one more pass prior to the half and prior to a field goal attempt. It didn't happen. Currently 14 3. Bears are minus 4.5 on the live looking line. And also the total's uh, still pretty low, 40 and a half. Of course, Raiders took the early lead in this one, 3 nothing, And it's been all Bears since then. And, yeah, we'll see if they can keep fields upright. The Bears certainly have the momentum here. And uh, I believe they get the ball first. Actually, I don't know about that. I think the Chicago may have had it first in the first half. So I'll check back on that one. But yeah. uh, Bears start to pull away a little.
5: Yeah, Raiders will get the ball first in the second half. And to Eric's point... Raiders minus six and a half, so basically adjusted is four point, four and a half point underdogs in terms of the full game. 23 and a half the second half total, so 40 and a half the adjusted full game.
3: I'm sorry, Wes. I'm just watching Danny Dimes in a rollout and just got absolutely lit up by the Cowboy defense, and now Danny Dimes is slow to get up, if get up at all. And look, I understand... We're trying to utilize a lot of these players' legs, like Trey Lance, and we had the, the great report earlier uh, from Adam Burke said he had to go right to the tent after Trey Lance took that shot at, at the goal line. Danny Dimes is woozy. hes I, I hate to say this, he looks like a boxer in a fight, and he's cannot get his bearings. You've got to take him out of the football game. This is not as a Cowboy fan, this is as a human being.
5: That was head-to-head right there as well with Cox, the defender for Dallas, so... Maybe he's a little bit loopy there, but we are, by the way, oh. at the half out there in Los Angeles, Cleveland, and Los Angeles Browns leading 2013. Our man, David Gaskin, uh, has the update on that hmm. for us, David.
8: Wes and Dave, uh, yeah, I mean, Dan Dimes looked like he's punched drunk right. in the corner, but uh, yeah, at the break, uh, Greedy Williams just before halftime, he stripped Austin Eckler. They got the ball back to the Browns. They kicked the last second field goal. So now they have the advantage 20 to 13. In that first half, Baker Mayfield just a hair over 150 yards passing, but also in the ground, the Browns, 22 rushes for already 111 yards. It's five yards a pop in this contest. They've had great balance all the way through. For LA, their defense needs to wake up. They need to get to Baker Mayfield. He's throwing three incomplete passes. On the other side, though, for the Browns, when, what week are we going to see Odell Beckham Jr.? Now, Grant, he's in the lineup today. He's actually dressed, played a little bit today, one target, but he has been a non-factor, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with him moving forward, but uh, it feels like his days are numbered with the Browns. Wow. I get that sense because of the lack of productivity.
5: Well, they haven't really needed him so far today, as David mentioned, yeah. 20 to 13. By the way, look, time of possession, sometimes when you got an offense that can really score quick can be an overrated stat, but the Browns, 21-39, the Chargers Ooh. only 8-21, and that's why you see this play disparity here, 37 plays. For the Browns, 21 for the Chargers, both averaging very high in yards per play. Chargers, eight yards a play, they just can't keep the football. 7.1 for the Browns. So we are at halftime. We do have a second half price. Chargers minus three for the second half. That essentially makes them a four-point underdog for the full game. 25 and a half your second half total, all the way up to 58 and a
3: half. Whoa, okay. So let's see if those game the points keep coming in that game. And again, the Cardinals right now, as they're getting ready to wind down the first half here. Looks like we just might have had another injury. Boy, we're going to have Dr. Terrell Julian on uh, later on in this program. And, and sorry, the good doctor is going to be put to work today. Yeah. We are seeing injuries and what looked like big injuries to key players all across the national football league.
5: And by the way, speaking of injuries, Danny Dimes still on the bench here. It's going to be fourth and goal for the Giants. It is Mike Glennon and in at quarterback for Big Blue, and uh, we shall see what the ruling is on this. If, if uh, I Looks don't know like if a that,
3: touchdown for the Giants. They're
5: running off like it is. Uh, I have to see the replay there because we were focusing touchdown. on that injury with yeah. Max Williams in the Cardinals game. It is a touchdown on the field. Mike Glennon comes in. Hands off. So, Over yeah, that looks like that's broken the plane. That is a touchdown for the Giants. And
3: as I predicted, the Giants have come down and tied the game. Look, we're not doctors. That's why we're going to have Dr. Terrell Julian on, you know, on this program. But Danny Dimes was knocked out. I- again, we made the boxing analogy. You don't have to be a doctor to have seen that. Let's go back out to Tank Williams watching this game. So, Tank, look, we want to run these quarterbacks and use their athleticism and all those things defenders play defense too as you well know and they're going to try to defend that goal line and they knock danny dimes out of this game i don't know why coaches keep going to these play calls and getting some of their big-time investments and put them in these type of situations
2: right and now this is a hindsight 2020 this is what i was thinking before he called that play i agree with you calling the run play to daniel jones but the ball is on the one inch line. Why not quarterback sneak? Mm. We see Tom Brady do it all the time. Yet you wanna run the bootleg to Daniel Jones. Like when your quarterback is dropped back in the pocket trying to throw the ball, yeah, he's fully protected. But now we see that those DBs, safeties linebackers, they come chin checking once you're running the ball like a running back. And that's what happened to Daniel Jones. They had my boy looking like Glass Joe. And that's one thing that we don't wanna see in the NFL. I wish we'd be we could protect the quarterbacks from licks like that because that did not look good at all. No. But at the same time, you know, the Giants get the ball, give it to Devontae Booker. They're able to tie the game up 10-10. But, man, if you're trying to compete with Dak, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, and all of those cats with <laughs> Mike, Mike Glennon, Glennon? nah, <laughs> dog, <laughs> that ain't going to happen.
3: No, I was there in Chicago, Tank, when Mike the Mike Glennon experience happened, and he was the highest-paid free agent quarterback at that time. Uh, So that didn't work out well in Chicago. He's going to have to be the guy to go here. So for the Giants, again, I hate seeing injuries. But you couldn't have two bigger injuries to two bigger stars in Saquon Barkley and Danny Dimes in this football game. And again, we saw it with Trey Lance when they rolled him out, and he got clobber knocked in that game against the Cardinals. And now you see them roll out Danny Dimes. Again, these are one-yard runs, and these guys are now runners. There's Mm -hmm. nothing dirty about what the defense is doing you're just putting your quarterback in harm's way, and you're calling those plays. This is not unnecessary roughness. This isn't the defense doing extra to try to be dirty and take the guys out. You're putting the quarterback in harm's way.
5: And meanwhile, they were waiting to price that line at BetMGM. They're going to get Cowboys money here, so they're giving you 75 Above pre-flop now that Glendon's in the game but plus 115 so juice to the Giants side 49 and a half the in-game total.
3: We have a great game tonight. We do believe in Arrowhead Stadium between the Bills and the Chiefs. When we come back, one of my favorite guys, Lorenzo Alexander, two-time Pro Bowler, and this man knows everything about defense and everything about those Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna break it down when you come back with us. It is the green zone right here on V C and the Sports Betting Network. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game and if any team scores a touchdown on Sunday, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200. When you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer, enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted eye specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown on Sunday. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. On and up, 10-10 between the Giants and the Cowboys. 10-0 Cardinals right now up on the San Francisco 49ers and the Browns looking for more points against the Chargers.
5: Yeah, they just got up Nick Chubb with a big long run into the end zone now, 27-13. Cleveland, minus 7.5 currently on the in game at BetMGM, 63.5 on the total.
3: All right, Wes, I always tell you I try not to play favorites with our guests, but I have an affinity for the two-time Pro Bowl linebacker played 15 years in the National Football League. Lorenzo Alexander, the one-man gang. That's how I follow him on Twitter. You should, too. Zo, so it's great to have you on. Your old team, the Buffalo Bills. Revenge on the brain tonight at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. I know the AFC title game didn't get, go the way they wanted. What about tonight, and what do you make of this matchup?
9: right because it's only a a regular season game but i think it's a great time and opportunity for them to show up and kind of get over this hump from a mental aspect i think that the buffalo bills is definitely a better team than they were last year running the ball much better with devin Singletary, uh zach moss obviously adding uh sanders has really helped them out be able to spread the ball around and the defense is playing lights out you know two uh goose eggs already so far and the kansas city chiefs really haven't looked like themselves especially defensively and so I'm smelling some blood in the water. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to go into KC and come out with a victory, and then hopefully later in the year they can remember what that felt like and be able to utilize that to overcome them because they're going to see the Chiefs again at some point in the playoffs.
5: A lot of the betters smelling blood in the water, too, because this did go down from three to two and a half. Bill's getting a lot of support in a primetime game. You don't always see that with a small underdog here. But look, the Chiefs, in terms of the fact that they look maybe a little, I don't want to say pedestrian, they're two and two, but the offense, still very good. 33 and a half points a game so far this season. What do you think that the Bills are looking to do differently that they didn't get done in that AFC Championship game?
9: I think one of the biggest things for me was just establishing the run, you know, being able to run the football. And last year they weren't able to really do that consistently. And And that allows you to do two things, right? Physically dominate a team and and demoralize them by going down the field, getting some of them hard down, especially when you think about being in second and seven versus, or I would say third and seven versus being like a third and four. Being able to run the ball allows you to do that. And then it also allows you to keep the ball on, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Um, And so with those two things, I think they'll be able to really change the dynamic of the game. And this defense... Just looking at adding Starlow to Laylee, getting him back because he opted out last year to really sure up that run. Because the Kansas City Chiefs ran the ball down their throat um, last year. So if they can do that, obviously prevent the big play, um, those are going to be a couple of things that's going to really allow them to go in KC and, and, and win this game. And if, I think if they can keep it under, I think the, what, what's the over under, like 56? If they can keep it low, low. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, de- I definitely see uh, the Buffalo Bills win this game. Talking with
3: two-time Pro Bowl linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. And again, Zo, what I've always had an affinity for you in our days back in D.C. together, you're always a culture guy. and You know how much and how important that is in the locker room. You saw it with Sean McDermott, but you also saw it with Josh Allen because you and I did a show draft night when he was drafted. The leaps and bounds that you've seen from Josh, not just as a quarterback but as a leader of that football team, what has it meant to that offense and that team specifically? He's a dog.
9: Um, I think just having somebody back there that you can count on, that you respect, um, that has been working and continue to get better each and every single year under the, the tutelage of Brian Dable and some other guys has really allowed this football team to step into that upper echelon of the NFL. And you have to have a quarterback in order to do that. And obviously bringing in a guy like Stefan Diggs has helped him accelerate himself. But it's been really cool to see Josh develop mentally, not having to always play hero ball, making the smart play, checking the ball down when he has to, allowing a guy like Cole Beasley to work the middle or Zach Moss to catch the ball or Devin Singletary out of the backfield. And the, And the way he's developed and mature in that area and now obviously his accuracy with that deep ball has really allowed uh, this organization to now contend for a championship. And I, and I was just pleasured. Um, to be a part of that, the beginnings of that, to establish the coach so now they can continue to go on and and hopefully win a Super Bowl this year.
6: Lorenzo,
5: I felt like last year in terms of maybe the outsider perception of Buffalo, kind of piggybacking off Dave's question, it seemed like Brian Dable, you know, he got most of the credit. It's like, okay, he's scheming Josh Allen into being a better quarterback and Dable is going to be a head coach probably at the end of this season. But it seems like this year Josh Allen has taken the leap where it's like he can make the plays on his own. He's not schemed to be better. He really is better.
9: Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's a, it's a, a marrying of the two, right? Uh, I think you have to have a good coordinator to help you evolve and understand how to attack certain teams. But, you can't scheme a guy being a, a MVP candidate, right? Mm-hmm. You can't scheme a guy being able to uh, throw dimes when he's getting hit in the chin. So I think as much as Dable helped him evolve, Dable has been with him the whole time. And Josh Allen didn't walk in there playing that well at a high level. And it's the same scheme. And so there has been an evolution on Josh Allen's part. Credit to him working out with Jordan Palmer and up, those other quarterbacks in LA in the offseason to take his game to another level, be able to read defenses. Again, like I said before, the mental aptitude to be able to know when I should check it down and when I need to be a hero and make the big play, um, and then adding some talent around him. And so I think last year was just a great precursor of him establishing himself in his, in his league as far as what he's capable of doing, and now he's just showing consistency. And that's where you become dominant. When you become a Russell Wilson, a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, when you mentioned in that same elk, because those guys are elite year in and year out And it's good to see Josh kind of bounce back from a slow start in week one versus the Steelers and reestablish himself as far as, hey, I can do this year in and year out, too.
3: Uh, You mentioned those great quarterbacks, Lorenzo. You've gone up against all of them. And I love some of the stories you've told me in the past about Tom Brady checking 57, looking right down at you and calling out your number. On the other side, Pat Mahomes, what does that Bills defense have to do when he's checking and he's got the cheetah running deep? How do you slow down Patrick Mahomes in that offense?
9: Well, I mean, just like any quarterback, everybody has kryptonite, right? And most of them is getting hit, getting pressure, and getting Patty Mahomes running around. Obviously, he can extend plays and the arm angles; he can hit anybody. But staying on top of the cheetah, right? Making sure you have tight physical coverage um, throughout the game, and then this defensive line has really improved immensely. I mean, it's like a it's like a swarm of guys. You got probably two or three deep in some positions that can rush the passer. When you think about the guys they added, AJ F- Epinesa taking a second year uh, forward. Um, the, the young guys they drafted, Jerry, Mario Addison. They come in. Star uh, Lozelay, like I said before, he's a run stopper, but also pushing the pocket. When those guys start going, um, Brad Russo being another one. When they go, when those guys are going, they can dominate a quarterback and dominate the game by making Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. And if they're able to do that, I have great confidence in the back, the back end because Jordan Poyer, probably one of the best. Uh, safety's in the league, along with Micah Hyde, that tandem, and then I have Travis White and Levi Wallace on the outside. It's really going to be hard to, 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 to uh, I think, dominate him in the pass game, especially with that defensive line stepping up.
3: Uh, i got about a minute to go here, Lorenzo, with you, running out of time, but I do have to ask you, you were asked to come back to Buffalo a couple weeks ago and lead Bills Mafia against your other former team, the Washington football team. What was that experience like seeing and being back with your people in Buffalo?
9: I loved it. You know, I I spent a lot of time in Washington. I don't think it's not maybe one or two coaches that I know there now. Uh, But, you know, I'm a Buffalo Bills through and through. And so it's really cool to kind of come out, lead the charge. First time back at the hometown stadium, obviously with COVID last year. But I'll tell you this, though. After I pumped up the crowd and and mentally I thought I was about to play, my body said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Sciatic nerves started hurting. (laughs) Mid-back tightened up. I was just jacked up, uh, you know, after uh, just, just even thinking about playing. Uh, so my time is gone, um, and it, I'm just so happy just to watch football, watch these guys develop, and really put themselves in a position to, to win, the, obviously, the AFC East first, but then ultimately get themselves back to the championship game and then ultimately get into the uh, Super Bowl this year.
3: A decade and a half. People don't play a decade and a no. half like Lorenzo Alexander did uh, in your time in the NFL. So <laughs> you look great, man. Anytime you're back in Vegas, come on in set and join us here in the Green Zone. Always appreciate you, man. We'll catch up again soon. <laughs>
9: R.D., man. Appreciate you, brother.
3: Absolutely. It's just so great to have Lorenzo on the show. And again, he literally was pumping up the crowd. The Bills invited him back, mm-hmm. and he goes gets those crazy fans at Orchard Park all fired up, and they had a big win. And I know he's excited about this team this year, not just tonight against Kansas City, but maybe a play, people, if you haven't got one down yet for a Super Bowl champion. To me, with that defense, they're on the short list of teams that can actually accomplish it. We've gone to the half in Dallas. Updates and live adjusted odds when you come back with us. It's the Green Zone here on V.C. the Sports Betting Network.
0: 18 plus.